This the remix. Taves down toward the right circle, and Burakovsky up top again, Taves. Left for Gerard. pass blocked, it bounces in front, they score! Donskoy found the bouncer, and then whacked the airborne puck toward the goal, and somehow it fluttered through. Donskoy ties it 1-1, during the halfway mark of this period. Up the left wing, a chance, and they score! JT Comfer! And it's a 2-1 Colorado lead. At the other end, a chance, a shot, and a goal! A rush ahead for the defenseman, Makar, goes low on Flurry, and Colorado, with three goals in this second period, leads Vegas 3-1. Here's Makar, point shot, rebound, score! There was traffic in front again. The puck didn't get all the way through on the point shot, but the rebound was cleaned up by Nathan McKinnon. Or was it Gabriel Landeskog? Let's see. In any case, it's the fourth goal of the period. I mean, there was a there was a, a bunch of things. Smith goes from the crease toward the puck left corner. Now Marcheseau joins in, sends it out high. Carlson a blind pass backwards, missing Theodore. Back it goes, right wing, a centering try. Belmar scores! 5-1 Colorado. Got a good old-fashioned ass kicking tonight. Knights got beat by the Colorado Avalanche last night, uh, as you heard Pete DeBoer say, a good old-fashioned ass-kicking, which means we get to grade a good old-fashioned ass-kicking. Grainy's grades. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Grace, Grace. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Grace, Grace. God damn it, I hate Jake Paddock! All right, Ed. First thing to grade is Mark Andre Fleury. F minus fail V. F minus fail. Asterisk. Okay. What is a V? It's for Vasilevsky, who's taken the lead in the uh, Vesna Trophy. Uh, after you know, last we don't have the whole alphabet over there, right? Yes, I know. I just I, I <laughs> mess with Jared. Any any alpha any letter I give him that we don't have will just be an asterisk. Uh yeah. Uh, you gave up five. You gave up four in the second. I know every goal is not the goalie's fault. I read that on Twitter. Uh, but when you give up five, and it's the most uh, teams given up since the, I think it's the their first loss of the season against Arizona, you don't get a passing grade. It's going to be overreaction Friday with some of these grades. I'm, I'm going up and down this list, and I'll tell you what, we're going to be hard today on the boys. So Marc-Andre Fleury yesterday, if you were if you were to list out the reasons why the Golden Knights lost that game, Flurry's pretty far down the list. He was not their biggest problem, yeah. but Colorado's, Colorado's expected goals was 3.6, and Flurry gave up five. Even if the Golden Knights play well, Flurry can't give up 1.4 goals more than expected in a game, and the Golden Knights have any chance to beat Colorado. The Golden Knights against most of the West needs average goaltending simply to win. Against Colorado, they're probably going to need really good goaltending to have a chance to beat this team in a playoff series. 
And Flurry, he wasn't that. He wasn't really even average yesterday. He was below average yesterday. And even though he was probably one of their better players yesterday, you still ultimately get an F because you can't let F. one go in yeah. under your arm that's just weak. Right. Back that was the, the arm one was bad. Yes. F. Right. And what is undoubtedly going to be a story Fail. the season, despite how well Flurry played this year, is who's going to be the goalie in the playoffs and who's playing well down the stretch. Last three games for Marc Andre Fleury, eight seven five save percentage and a minus three point seven six goals saved above average. Uh, it's three games. It's not a big sample size at all. Uh, he, they played like crap as skaters last night against Colorado, so it's not exactly Marc Andre Fleury's the biggest problem. But we have seen a little bit of regression over the last three games for Fleury. F. Next topic: the Colorado Avalanche reverse retro jerseys. B minus. Jared, you don't get to give grades unsolicited. F. F minus fail. Minus what? fail. MSS. Walker Bueller. Are you just doing acronyms now? Yes, no. F minus fail because when I first looked at this, F it, minus it had fail. Somewhat, of a, somewhat of a logo, and I know this isn't it, but it reminded me of McDonald's who will not give me my shamrock shake because they closed the ice cream down at 8 o'clock. So they get the F minus fail MSS for the McDonald's Shamrock Shake. I didn't like it because when I first looked at it, I'm like, is that an M for McDonald's? So I do not like those jerseys. Not that Kelly I like any jerseys, but I certainly like that one. What did you think was an M? It just it, the very first, you know, when I first like glanced at it, when I, you know, when when I wasn't, you know, going back and forth between the NIT and some kind of show, uh, it appeared that uh, it looked really closely like an M. It, it's not an M. I get that. But when well, I first looked well, at it, what? I just the thought of McDonald's main, and ice cream. The main logo on the chest or the floor de lis that they have on the on the bottom? No, the chest. How does that look like an M? What? I'm Minus. telling you what I first saw. <laughs> I'm telling you what I first saw. You, you grade yourself. This is my grade. I'm just confused how you got to this. Well, I saw this look? huge loop, and I said, is that? It, it, I knew it wasn't an M, but it kind of looked at it right away. And it just reminded me how mad I get at McDonald's because they shut down at 8 o'clock. Kenley right. Jansen. We don't need any more Dodger names. The, the, <laughs> the Avalanche Reverse Retro jerseys are very, very good. But I cannot give them an A. And it's not their fault. But the reason that they can't get an A is because the logo they're using is the Quebec Nordiques logo. And that logo annoys me. Because that loop you're looking at, it's an igloo. And an igloo, as a logo should be really cool and really unique because nobody uses an igloo as a logo. But for some reason, the Quebec Nordiques logo, they tried to make it into the letter N by putting a hockey stick and cutting the igloo in half. And it completely ruined what should be an igloo to the point where you don't even really know it's an igloo when you look at it. So the jerseys are good. They, I'll give them a B, B, but the logo sucks. The logo is annoying because it should be so much better than it actually is. All F. right, next grade. Ryan Reeves. <laughs> Ryan Reeves. Uh, I didn't see him do anything. Well, he's offsides. He gets an F. They, the one goal they could have <laughs> had. The one goal they, that that Nick was it. Nick who was it? Nick Wall. Was, was it Nick Wall? Poor Nick, Nick Wall. Was like, hey buddy, I haven't had one in like seven years. Why don't you keep the skate back until the until the puck passes the line? So uh, yeah, I mean, you got to give him an F. F. Uh, offsides on a would be goal for the Golden Knights, but also. As I will continue to bring up, why didn't Ryan Reeves fight somebody in the second period? 
if all we hear Keegan about Col- is how because Keegan Colasar is their real fighter, I guess. But all we hear about is how he's an intimidator. Fighting motivates his teammates. They were getting beat down in the second period. Why didn't Ryan Reese fight somebody to change that? Why didn't he go out there and punch somebody in the face to fire his teammates up so maybe they could come back and win? Oh, it's because all of that's a bunch of crap, and fighting doesn't motivate anybody. And Ryan Reeves only fights when the Golden Knights have a lead. He doesn't do it when they're losing. There's no reason to have a player like Ryan Reeves on your team. He doesn't help you outscore Colorado. He gets outscored when he's out there, and supposedly he's this enforcer energy guy, and none of that helps when you're getting crushed by the Colorado Avalanche. Wait, wait, hold on here now. Are you suggesting, as we have suggested in the past, that a fight would not create that little thing people love to say is momentum. Oh, the momentum's coming. Uh, momentum's it's coming, coming, but Ryan Reeves refused momentum. to give it to him. I mean, Ryan Reeves should be benched. He refused to fight and give him momentum. Uh, what- I love when announcers. I love when announcers say they're going to take that momentum over to the third period. Say they went for a rest for like twenty minutes. They like they're in there, nap. like talking and having having lunch in there. It's like no, they're not taking anything over to the next period. That's impossible. They're having All a right. nap. Next topic, Jonas Donskoy's goal. Okay, this is going to be interesting. So I'm going to give him a B-plus pass. B-plus pass. Because, and I know, like, Stone afterwards said they got a lucky goal, and, you know, uh, you know, Flurry, it was, you know, it was a one, tough one to defend. But if you rewatch that, I'm sorry, and maybe it gets a little fortunate on the bounce. That's pretty skillful. How he turned and he took that off the ice and and by the way he he should get an A just because he didn't hit it into like Ed Flurry's chest like most <laughs> most most people do. It's like he actually lifted the puck off the ice and went over Flurry's shoulder. So you know what? I'm changing my grade and giving the guy an A. A. Okay, you talked yourself into a higher grade. Yes. Um, yes. Check. The most to me the most impressive part of hockey is when guys are able to hit pucks out of midair. Now Don right, right. hit the ice first and then took his swing at it. But he hit it basically almost out of midair, and it's always the most impressive thing because it's like combining baseball, but hey, you're on ice skates and the catcher could stand up and punch you if he wanted to. That's what's happening there. Donskoy scoring in that. It's an easy A+. A+. All right, next topic is Shea Theodore. Okay, so I have to to, uh, admit this was more back and forth and... um, and unless he took some of the penalties on when they had like 14 penalties in three minutes, I have to say, and you can help me out on this one, uh, incomplete uh, check. Incomplete check. Eh, being kind of nice there. So, Shea Theodore last night was on the ice for four of the Colorado goals against. His expected goals was 28%. His Corsi was 38%. He had just one shot on goal himself. But the bigger problem for Shea Theodore last night, The line he faced the most from Colorado was the Nathan McKinnon line. They played over seven minutes when they were on the ice together, and the Golden Knights got absolutely hammered when Shea Theodore was on the ice against that top line with Nathan McKinnon. And this is why Shea Theodore has not become a top defenseman in the NHL. He's tremendous offensively, but he rarely plays against the other team's best line. Last year, the Golden Knights used Nate Schmidt and Braden McNabb almost exclusively against the best lines of opponents. This year, when Petrangelo's been healthy, it's been Petrangelo that's played almost exclusively against the other team's best line. Theodore doesn't do it. They use Theodore against the other team's second, third, and fourth lines. When he has to play against the best lines, 
he's not very good. And that's the problem for the Golden Knights is Shea Theodore has been a terrific player, but you have to shelter him. You have to be careful of his matchups. And he got exposed last night. He gets an F. F. Last topic, Ed, Alex Petrangelo. I mean, this has to be incomplete because he could be out for six seconds or five more years. I mean, because they never say anything. The only thing we've seen from this guy is a TV screenshot with a cast on his arm or his hand or whatever it is. Those people actually, by the way, get an A+. plus. We're putting that out there. A-plus. Uh, Lord, no, we'd never know anything unless the TV camera catches something on these injuries. So for me, I'm not going to take the shot at him. I, I have no idea what, you know, well, we think we know what the injury is, but who knows when he's coming back. It's it's like when DeBoer said Robin Leonard's day for day, and like two months later, Robin Leonard's day for day. So when he says Alex Petrangelo is getting closer, I have no idea what that means. You're looking at this all wrong, Ed. The Golden Knights last night lost 5-1, to one, their worst loss of the season. They looked embarrassed by the Colorado Avalanche. And Alex Petrangelo wasn't there. He gets an A+. Plus. A he should walk plus. in and ask for a raise right now. I, I, yeah, that's looking at it a different way. <laughs> All right, coming up next, <laughs> it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. I'm asking you if you know the difference between right and wrong. I discovered at a very early age that if I talk long enough, I could make anything right or wrong. Bischoff's Briefs. So either I'm God or truth is relative. Bischoff's Briefs. And in either case, booyah. Bischoff's Briefs. Oh, the transfer portal is here. UNLV has five names already in it. There are, I think we're over 900 total names across the country in the transfer portal. And today I have the definitive list uh, ranking of players that UNLV should be trying to keep. Which one should be the highest priority for UNLV? So I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way to the top. The bottom bottom three... We'll group together Donovan Yap, Isaac Lindsay, and Jalen Martinez because all three are already in the transfer portal. Uh, between those three, Donovan Yap was the only one to play. 19 total minutes. Martinez and Lindsay did not play. None of them were high priority. Losing them is not really a big deal. Uh, number uh, 12 on the list is Reese Brown. Oh, Reese Brown, a freshman. UNLV likely would have preferred he didn't play last season, but he did have to play when they had some injuries during the year, some foul trouble at certain points in games. Nevada, if you remember, picked on him when he had to play about eight minutes uh, against the Wolfpack. Uh, Reese Brown, there might be some upside there. He actually was a good finisher around the rim in his few attempts this season, but he's number 12 on the list. Number 11 is Eduardo Delcadia, who is in the transfer portal already, but junior college transfer, didn't play a lot of minutes, uh, they were expecting a lot more from Eduardo Delcadia. Thought he might be a guy that could start for this team. Uh, but he didn't end up getting a lot of minutes. And therefore, he's not very high on the list. Into the top 10, number 10 is Kashawn Gilbert, who is in the 2021 recruiting class. So he'd be a freshman guard next season. I don't know how much you'd expect out of him as a freshman. He's a three-star, 209th best player in the country. Sort of in that range of sometimes you see that level of recruit be absolutely nothing in college, and sometimes that guy becomes really great, like a Patrick McCall was around that range 
as well. So I don't know a lot about him, but we'll put him 10th for the time being. At number nine is Mbake Zhang. And Mbake Zhang could be an important player for UNLV next season. The reason he's so low is because he only has one year of eligibility left. And the other guys on this list would have multiple years remaining. So one year versus two or three uh, is a fairly big deal when you're trying to build out a roster. And in the best case scenario, your starting center is better than Mbake Zhang. So he's only ninth. Number eight on the list is Devin Tillis. Tillis had some good moments last year. He's not really athletic. So Devin Tillis is, eh, he's could be an important role player for UNLV team, but is probably never going to be a true difference maker on a team. But keeping him around could be helpful. It's not certainly not going to hurt UNLV if Devin Tillis is here next season. Number seven is Moses Wood. Moses Wood is a stretch four. That's his role. He can shoot the ball and play power forward or even center if you really need it. Uh, that's an important role is having a big guy that can shoot. Moses Wood had some really good defensive possessions last year. He's a, we'll call him a try-hard defender. I don't know if the skill is there defensively, but he put a lot of effort in on the defensive end and actually had a few games where he had a lot of blocks, and you're like, how the hell is Moses Wood doing that? So Moses Wood would be helpful to come back. Number six is Marvin Coleman. Everybody loves Marvin Coleman. Marvin Coleman's the leader they were missing this past season. You absolutely want Marvin Coleman on the team. The only problem with Marvin Coleman is you don't want him to be your starting point guard. You would like Marvin Coleman to be a guy that comes off the bench. You would like to have better players than Marvin Coleman in your starting lineup, but you certainly are perfectly fine with Marvin Coleman coming back. All right, we're into the top five. And number five is Bryce Hamilton. And I'll say I'm right Number five. Terrible timing. That he could either rocket up or down this list of priority. Because if UNLV in the transfer portal doesn't land anybody that's any good, then Bryce Hamilton might become the highest priority because you need somebody that can create a shot on offense. And if they don't land anybody that can do that in the transfer portal, they need Bryce Hamilton back next year, right? So he could shoot up this. Now, if UNLV goes out and lands two difference makers, two guys that can create their own shot on offense, then Bryce Hamilton might be like 9, 10, 11 on this list. Because we've seen two Bryce Hamilton teams where he's the number one option on offense, and they haven't been that good. So if they get guys that can create their own shot, Bryce Hamilton's not really needed on next year's team. Number four on the list is David Jenkins. Number four. Jenkins uh, would be a spectacular role player because he can shoot extremely well. And I'd be willing to bet if he was in a role where he was just catch and shoot from three, he could hit 50% from three-point range in a season. When you're asking him to create some stuff off the dribble, David Jenkins isn't going to be very good for you. But as a role player, David Jenkins can be really, really good as a spot-up shooter. So if they can get, just like Hamilton, a couple of guys that are good, that can create their own shot, break down a defense, David Jenkins becomes a really good player. Number three. Number three. Brutal. Caleb Grill, who's already in the transfer portal. Uh, he, to me, is higher than David Jenkins, even though Jenkins is a better shooter. Caleb Grill plays defense. Uh, nobody on UNLV played defense last year except Caleb Grill. UNLV, like Jenkins, they need two guys that can break down a defense, and Caleb Grill will be very good next year as a spot-up shooter uh, if he does come back. But Caleb Grill gives you three and defense, whereas David Jenkins only gives you the three-pointer. Number two on the list is Nick Blake. 
Nick number two was the best player from the 2020 recruiting class. He had an up and down season as a freshman, but he's the one guy outside of Blake uh, Bryce Hamilton on the roster that has shown the potential to create his own shot, shown the potential to be a playmaker in in the Mountain West. And if Nick Blake can develop into that as a sophomore or even later as a junior or a senior, he could be a really good player. So you want to keep him around because there's a lot of potential there. And the number one player on my list, the number one priority for UNLV to keep is Arthur Kaluma. And this is all about potential. This is all about hype. Arthur Kaluma is a top 50 recruit in the 2021 class. He's the guy you got to keep. I don't know how good he is because we haven't seen him play at the college level. He might even be worse than Nick Blake and should be lower on this list. But Arthur Kaluma has the potential. If you're trying to find star level players for UNLV next season, I think you started Arthur Kaluma and try to add to that. So to me, if I'm Kevin Kruger, Arthur Kaluma is number one on my list of players I want to keep. Man, that was a long list, dude. Um, I <laughs> There's think, a lot of players. Geez, I thought it was top five. You started with 15, and it was like, uh-oh. Um, I will go with only one, because I don't want to do 15, and the one guy they have to keep is the one guy they don't have yet, and that's Lon Kruger, because I think he was drafted in two or three sports. <laughs> so he's better. He's a better athlete than anyone on that team. He, you know, it, it might There might be some years on him, though. But I think well, Lon Kruger was definitely drafted in baseball and basketball. Yeah, it might have only been two. But obviously, there's no one on this team, well, probably not being drafted at all, never mind in two sports. So I will begin and end my list with they need to get Lon Kruger somewhere around the program. And Lon Kruger uh, erupts. Mike Grimala just tweeted this quote from Kevin Kruger on Arthur Kaluma and Kashawn Gilbert and them coming to UNLV. Absolutely. They signed their letters of intent to come here, and we absolutely want them to be here. But we do understand there is an element of re-recruiting. Does that make you oh. think they're going to be here next year? <laughs> no. Well, if the question was, oh, oh, say he said on if he expects yes. to make it to campus. So not that he wants them to be there. So when you say, do you expect them to be there? And he says, absolutely then I'd more shade towards their coming. But when you add, we understand there's an element to re-recruiting, that not only means you have to recruit them, that means they're getting calls from other people. So um, I think that's more, I don't know, is it more hope than fact at this point? Yeah, I mean, it, sound, it sounds like Kevin Kruger's basically saying, hey, you know, we, we well, they want him, you. obviously. Yeah, you yeah. you committed to us. Uh, yeah. We signed you. So why 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 would you leave somewhere? And they're saying, well, the head coach got fired, and this school that's better than UNLV just reached out to me. So I might why go would you else. ever why would you ever leave? Well, because I just took a call from Ames, Iowa. So <laughs> that's so. Yeah, I, I think uh, I would venture to guess there's a there's a really good chance Arthur Kaluma has heard from other people. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And. If he has, I'm curious what those schools are, what their offers are, and if Arthur Kaluma has a better option because he might, and it might be a, it might be something worth exploring for him because hey, his coach is gone, and if you're UNLV and he says, hey, I want to leave, you're going to honor it and let him leave. You're not going to hold him to his letter of intent after the coach gets fired. But uh, yeah, I would venture to guess. Uh, I, I'll say this: I think it sounds like they're in a decent spot with keeping Arthur Kaluma. 
right? We yeah. haven't heard yeah. anything about Kaluma right. wanting to leave right. or anything like that. Kevin Kruger says he expects him back. And right. not, I don't I don't know which of the coaches were the most uh, significant in recruiting Arthur Kaluma here, but it sounds as though keeping Kevin Kruger might be a good way for UNLV to keep Arthur Kaluma as well. So Uh-oh. if they can keep him, that'd be a pretty good start for going into next season. How about this? They just said they're they're tweeting out who's at the uh, Zach Wilson um, uh, workout today. First name mentioned, Raiders GM Mike Mayock. Oh, coming up at 945, ah. are the Raiders ah. looking to replace Derek Carr? Ah. Cassie wait, Soto wait, joins wait. us next. How's his butt? I, I got to tell the newspaper, get the picture of Zach Wilson. She is a used Honda Civic, hates 50% of her dogs, and will never get engaged. Time to mock Raiders.com's Cassie Soto on the press box. Cassie, how are you today? Hello, I'm well. How are you? I'm proud of Cassie because you actually tweeted a picture of Chance on National Puppy Day. Hey, look at me. It's called progress. Progress. I mean, we still had Archie in there, but at least you gave Chance a little. Is that that Chance barking at us? That's, That's Archie. Oh, that's Archie. Are you, yeah, calling, I'm calling, also, him are you calling him Chance? It's yeah, Chance. I did call him Chance. I know. Yeah, that's I, a rapper and a mascot. I'm just <laughs> as bad as you. I'm just as bad as you. That was Archie? That sounded deep for a little corgi. That's Archie. He's got some, um, what is it, bravado? Or what is it called? Like the baritone, the deep voice? Yeah, he's got a, he's got a mean growl. You don't want to mess with him. I'm going through your uh, Twitter, or no, I'm going through the text you sent me yesterday, which is very strange. Uh, during a work during a work um, uh, Zoom call, which you should have been working and listening in, you instead were texting me pictures of corgi mouse pads. Two things: why would you be doing this during a work call? And two, do you still need a mouse pad? What you're, you're using one of those old time mouses now? Um, no, Estrus actually set up a desk for himself oh. and. He just uses, like, his little binder thing, and it works fine. But I was like, you know what? I think I should get him a corgi mouse pad. And it was so cute, wasn't it, Tyler? It was a little corgi with glasses, and it said corgeek. Oh, jeez. I, did, I didn't realize it because I was actually paying attention to the work call. But, yeah. <laughs> obviously, at Raiders. You, obviously, at Raiders.com, you don't need to pay attention. No, no. I, those, I don't believe I'll get the notes from somebody else. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't believe you were paying attention. No, no chance. I had myself on mute. <laughs> For good reason. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. I, uh, I, well, I have a problem with Cassie, as usual, when she comes on the show. But before we get to my problem with Cassie, uh, can you explain to us a video I saw of Cold Stone employees throwing a chunk of ice cream, like 20 feet, to somebody else? Yeah. So you, <clears throat> he, he started the tweet with, do you have TikTok? And I said, absolutely not. I don't know why you have TikTok, Tyler. Everybody should have TikTok. Like, is, do you want to do this right now? Do you want to do this Te- right now? Teenagers are funny. Why would my, you not have TikTok? My 13-year-old sister has TikTok, so I'm automatically not cool enough to have it. I'm at that point Ty- in my life, I think. Ty- Tyler, quick, follow her 13-year-old sister. Yes, I will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, so with two Colson employees, and they're outside, too, which is a little strange, so it obviously wasn't very busy. And they're launching a ball of ice cream, yeah, like 20 feet from each other. So one girl's got the ice cream, throwing it at the other employee who has the cup, and then they catch it uh, on the other side. And I told Tyler that on busy summer days, to make more tips, we would do that. 
Um, and everyone loved it, and it'd be like a whole little party in there, and it was it was some good time. Yeah. So, Did were you the thrower or the catcher? I was the thrower. Could you have caught it? Like, I feel like there's a lot of disaster waiting to happen trying to catch ice cream hurtling through the air in a cup. I think I caught it. So we would do, so you know the the sizes, right? It's like it, love it, gotta have it. So we would do like, yes, no, yes, like it, love it, gotta have it. A plus small, plus. Small, medium, large, like it, love it, gotta have it. Yeah, so we would take like a like it size, but throw it into a gotta have it cup. So the chances of missing were uh, not as high. So. You, like it, love it, gotta have it is great. And when you go in there, they are often tossing the ice cream from one stone to the next. But there's a lot of singing and chanting going on. When you went through like the training period, did you have to learn all the songs? Yeah, there was a binder with a list of the songs. <laughs> so, oh my sure. god! But the only one I ever memorized was a few times because I was the fastest one. All the other ones, oh, were like you got. It. Like Do you still know it? Song. Oh, uh, and I can find her singing it. Oh, you've already I sung it, darn I, it. I, I, yeah, I've sung it before on here. I think it was my intro for a minute. It, really? It, it really it really was. All yeah. Right. Cassie, is this a cult? Uh, oh, three, two, one. Few times been around the stone. Mix it up in a waffle cone. Because we ain't no Baskin Robbins. What? We ain't no Baskin Robbins. Excellent, Cassie. Jeez. My God. <laughs> what a disaster. There you go. What there a you disaster. go. People will give me a dollar for that because they felt bad for me. Where, oh, where yeah. in the binder did they say you were allowable to like take product out the back door when uh, <laughs> E pulled up the car? Is that in the binder? That's an unwritten rule. I man. mean, <laughs> unwritten rule. Is anyone else getting like a cult like vibe? I mean, yes, I, obviously, obviously. <laughs> Obviously, if Cold Stone Creamery would like to sponsor the press box, I will retract yes, that statement, exactly. and I will accept your money with both hands. But, no, like, all right, we got a binder full of songs you have to sing, and there's all these weird rules and chanting, and, like, <laughs> we do anything chanting. for a dollar. This this feels very, like, you know, I mean, I can't wait till Cold Stone University makes it to the Sweet 16. Of all ice cream shops, though, I'd have to say Cold Stone is probably up there. I do like some Baskin Robbins sometimes, though, but I don't think the the because Cold Stone they do make the ice cream fresh like every two to three days, whereas Baskin Robbins and wherever else are getting it shipped in. She's still shilling for Cold Stone as it oh, was. Yeah. Years, well, years, she's she's trying to she's trying to pay off all that free stuff she stole. Yeah, well, exactly. I, and that's the thing was the the Cold Stone. The Cold Stone was in Vegas, right? It had to be, right? Why are you singling me out? Well, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. As much as we've talked about this, there's not. A, I don't think there's a lot of Cold Stones in Vegas. There's one on Fort Apache, I think, but it's really the only one I've seen. So we're kind of narrowing the field here. As much as we've talked about how many illegal things you've done, have they reached out to you with some kind of lawyer at this point? No. So let's stop talking about. <laughs> I mean, I think they'd have to go through, like, the regular criminal justice system first. So any police officers listening, if you need Cassie's location, just let us know. We'll lead you right to her. Yes. We like to cooperate. Oh, my God. God. I mean, get Champ a new home. So why are you afraid of TikTok? I don't know. I just feel like it's just dumb dances and, like, nail art or something. Isn't like what? I guess there's what? you know what I guess there's gardening hacks isn't there gardening hacks on on um there's sea shanties there is everything on TikTok 
okay? There, there are cartel members on TikTok. Everything oh. is on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Please. Whatever your interest it is, exists on TikTok, and it's hilarious. There is no, like, the amount of times that I find myself blowing 45 minutes on accident, laughing at TikTok, it's a daily occurrence. I feel like I don't need TikTok because the best TikToks just end up on Instagram. So that's kind of how I see them anyways. You're still on Instagram? How old are you? Yeah, you're the worst. (laughs) The absolute worst. Okay. Did you uh next she's gonna bring up tell Facebook? The, did, I don't think you I don't think you said this last week. Maybe you didn't maybe you just texted us this morning this week and we, we were all very afraid of this. Did you tell the guys here who's now on Twitter and to be very aware? I didn't tell them who's now on Twitter. Uh, uh, who's on Twitter? Well go ahead and tell them. I'm setting you up. My God, are you pausing for me? C Lowe's <laughs> what is his name? C Lowe's two seven five twelve yeah. thirteen so, forty three. Yeah. I guys, My I got it. She tells us she tells us Carlos goes on Twitter, which is very scary to begin with. But then you look up his handle, and it's C Los with two S's, and then like ten numbers, like it's 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 his mugshot or something. Like you got to have the ten numbers after. It's like, is this like a mugshot from like when you might have gotten in some trouble, or is this actually your Twitter name? Carlos S five six zero one six nine seven zero. What was that? Look at him. Your dad. Your dad is a bot. Your yeah, that is a bot. You know that, right? Or he put his social security number in. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got again during a work call. I got a notification that Carlos Soto followed me. So I went and looked at his followers, and at this or who he was following. And at this point, he had like ten followers. Every single one on RJ coworker. So I was like, "Hey guys, my dad is new on Twitter." Like. You know, let's take it easy here. I just like I still have to FaceTime the man when he needs Ugh. to attach an image to an email. So that, that's oh. when that's when you were bugging us on another work call, and Adam texts back, "This can't end well." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I just I can't believe Adam didn't respond. Drag him. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody oh. followed him back, which was really nice. But Heidi Fang did get upset that Carlos still hadn't followed her back. So I don't know if he oh, did or not yet. Right. I'm gonna have to talk man. to him about that. Yeah. That is brutal. How what, what did he get convinced to get on Twitter by your mom? How what why is he on Twitter all of a sudden? Okay, do you remember the other day when he was when he called out Ed for talking crap about his raiders.com? Yes, yes. So yeah. he's like, I need to your go employer. on Twitter so I can keep up to date with everything you guys are saying. <laughs> oh, he's not gonna like it around here. Yeah. He is not no, gonna like this. Uh... No. <laughs> That's why he made a Twitter because he's like, and then I told him, I was like, hey, dad, keep it like PG because, you know, these are obviously my coworkers. Like, you can't just bash them. We have the same last name. Like, just, you know, I, I'm not hiding here. And he's like, you know what? Don't tell me what to do. He said, what, what's the verbiage? Um, you can you can un- unfriend me, unfollow me. And I said, block, dad. Block you is the correct Twitter uh, term. He's like, yeah, you can block me if you don't want to no, see what I have to say. This if is not going to be get, good. If we can get him cussing out Ed on Twitter, I am I am very excited. We'll have our voice guy read your dad's tweets. <laughs> yes. It'll be part the of the new intro. Yes. Tweet from Carlos 324793. Yes. This is and here's the thing, I love Carlos to death, but I think when you sign up 
he didn't know what he was doing. So doesn't Twitter just like suggest, oh, it's like when they suggest the passwords, just make it this. And it's like 7,000 letters and numbers. That had to be this. There's no way this guy put in that number, right? There's no that's way that number no, means anything. That's exactly what happened. Because he goes, he says, well, Carlos Soto was taken. I'm like, yeah, that's like, not a totally <laughs> uncommon name. So I was like, do like Raider Carlos or Carlos Vegas something. And he's like, okay, how do I do that? So I had to like walk him through the steps oh. of how to get to settings. And username, oh. and I, he, I obviously still haven't changed it. This I is a disaster. Yeah. Oh, this is a disaster. My poor dad. Well, at least he'll defend right. your uh, posts on Raiders.com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, since your dad has joined Twitter, I feel like that means you can join TikTok. I feel like that's the okay, oh. that there's no age limit to joining oh. a social media app, Cassie. I'll think about it. I'll Cassie, it. there are corgis on TikTok. Okay, you got me. Half of TikTok there. is dog videos. <laughs> okay, hey, but wait, there are no have, corgi um, mouses, m- mouses, because nobody uses those anymore. Can we talk about? I think I found the scariest mascot the other day, Tyler. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Type in right now on your computer. If I don't know if you've seen it, Dodger mascot. The whoa, Dodgers whoa, 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 have a mascot. Look up, Google it, images. Oh my Dodgers. God, what is that? Are you kidding me? Hold on, Ed, hold on. what the hold hell? Ah, oh, right on my computer. Look at that thing. <laughs> it's like an overgrown child. Why is his tongue so small oh. and his eyes so big and horrifying? <laughs> that kid's got a bigger head than Cash the Soccer Rocker. <laughs> uh, why? Why does that? What is that? Why does why would you ever need that when you're when you're the best team in baseball? That's the thing that's going to be make me mad. The Dodgers should never have a mascot. They're too good. You don't you don't need that. You just put your team on the field and say you guys have mascots. We're too good for this. We're not too good. And look at what they've come up with. What and look at the flip in the hair. That who is this person? Does he <laughs> have like a name? A Justin Bieber, an oversized Justin Bieber, like two yeah. thousand ten Bieber. And Tyler's right. Why is his tongue so small? <laughs> You've never seen this, this guy, Ed? No. I've never seen this in my life. I didn't, know they had a, I didn't know they had a mascot. No. You think, if this thing, you think if this thing existed now, Bischoff wouldn't have already gripped me for it? Jesus. I've never seen this thing in my life. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is the worst mascot. There is no doubt about it. This is the worst mascot on it, Earth. I found it, right? Yes. I this totally thing found is it. Horrible. Just look at those eyes. Are you kidding me? How you in the world? your own death in them. How in the world could any of been anybody been worse than Chance? We have now found it. Yes. What are <laughs> the guy. Dodgers doing? Oh, Man, you guys bad. are the worst team in baseball now. This is you guys don't this... deserve. Take the World Series away. What you win a World Series? You don't have to do this when you win a World Series. You don't have to like pr- create something. You're like the best team. Why? Why? Who created this thing? And look I at his big Max blue shoes. Run on the field when they won, right? I don't think. I think. I don't no. know when they pull him out. When they bring him no, out they're... to a, to events. Well, this is brand new, and I think he's obviously these pictures. It's new because he's at spring training. Wait, Look at his huge blue shoes. Los Angeles Dodgers introduced terrifying mascot. Says he's say he's not a mascot. Twenty fourteen. What is he supposed What's he, to be? Twenty fourteen. Yeah, this Kevin. Wait, what's what's twenty fourteen mean? What's that mean? Like in twenty fourteen, the year. I've never seen I've never seen this mascot <laughs> in my life from twenty fourteen. I've watched him for like my whole life. I've never seen this person. I wonder what his name is. He's not a mascot, but a unique 
performance character. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of how I describe Tyler to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> this wow. thing sucks. This thing is terrible. Oh, my God. So All right. Uh, complete disaster. All right. I, you guys, you guys are gonna have to handle this. I am. It's I'm not good. Have to leave. Well, yeah, she I'm is Cassie leave. Soto from Raiders.com. <laughs> Cassie, thank you. Thank you, Cassie. <laughs> See ya. What is that thing? I I think Tyler's gone. I, I'm gonna. Cuss. Never, That's why I'm not saying anything. I'm I've just gonna never, start. All right, we need to go to break. So first. why don't we take? All right, everyone regroup. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> I did not do a good job of regrouping during that break. Um, but there's another UNLV player in the transfer portal. Devin Tillis has put his name in. And Devin Tillis is the sixth UNLV player to hit the portal. We what do you have, think of that one? What do you think we'll of that get one? To Devin Tillis. Where did we Devin Tillis land on your one through And we got to give away a sandwich. We got to give oh, away a sandwich. Right. Oh, that's right. Porta right. subs, two-foot game day sandwich. We'll take caller number Two right now at 702-364-1100. 702-364-1100 is the number. You will win a two-foot sub from PortaSub. 702-364-1100. 702-364-1100 to win some PortaSub. So, Devin Tillis, so, he came in at number uh, eight on my list. Okay. Or, right. No, maybe nine. No, it was nine. He was right ahead of Mbake Zhang. Um, okay. He was number nine on my list. He's a... He's certainly a player you can replace, uh, but also one that if, if you had him, he's helpful. He's a useful player to come off the bench. Um, he's not a you know complete disaster when he's on the floor. So does it hurt? Eh, I don't know if hurt's the right word. Here, here's the key on UNLV's transfers. It's not so much about who's leaving. Obviously, you don't want to lose everybody, but pretty much all the players on the roster are survivable to lose. Um, it's more about who they bring in. That's going to be the key to this offseason because the roster obviously needs to get better. And obviously you want to keep some of these guys around because you don't want to try to bring in 13 new guys next year. That seems fairly ridiculous, but it's about who you bring in. And if UNLV brings in two or three high-level impact players in the transfer portal, then it doesn't really matter who you lose. You're fine losing pretty much anybody. If they come away from the transfer portal and they have one or zero like impact major players, then you're looking around saying, uh-oh, next year might be even worse than this past season, and that's going to be hard to stomach as a first year for Kevin Kruger. Did Kevin Kruger come out of these original meetings saying, okay, let's line it up, everyone, at 9.53 every day? Because uh, <laughs> every day now we refresh at 9.53 and someone's in. It's like they didn't want them all going in at once. Yeah, they got to spread it out. Spread I mean, the wealth I guess you out. spread it's it out. Twitter. It's all for Twitter, so we can get more retweets throughout the day. Yeah. That's the goal. Okay. So I can I can continue to update my red line cross-off of the roster multiple times. Oh, my God. You just tweeted that, I think, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I did it while we were talking to Cassie. Yeah, well, we were all doing something when we were talking to her. Right? You know, it's not that exciting, so... Uh... We were always we we're all doing something. Congratulations no. to Kevin on winning a <laughs> two foot sub from Portisov. Congrats, Kevin. Um, so, where did you see that? Who who is watching Zach Wilson right now? Uh, everybody but Urban Meyer. <laughs> oh, yo, the other guy watching. Uh, 
with that lower uh, body. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Look at the body. Look at that bubble yeah. butt. Yeah. Have if, we determined? Does well, Zach Wilson? If he has a bubble butt, they're in trouble. I don't think quarterbacks are supposed to have bubble butts. Well, it'd be fine, wouldn't it? I don't know. I mean, we're getting way too Is into it, these. But I don't want to. I don't want to start like analyzing this. What? what do you mean? I'm no, this yeah, no, this is all we're doing. Ed, this welcome, is for Mike Mayock. The... This is this is for Mike Mayock, who's an expert on bubble butts to analyze. Well, if he would ever, if him or the long snapper would ever come on the show, we could ask him. <laughs> Let's see. I'm having a hard time finding a good picture of Zach Wilson's butt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tough. Well, why don't Here you just Google those two words? <laughs> well, I did. I did do exactly that. Oh, um, I did. And there's, his, there's apparently a, a performer out of London that yeah, <laughs> also well, named Zach Wilson. There's a picture of one of his wide receivers holding him up. The wide receiver <laughs> definitely does not have a bubble butt. Oh, here's a good picture of him jumping up. Hold on. Let me zoom in here. What do you think? Gotta, zoom gotta, in. Uh, no, this is not a bubble butt. Zach Wilson, no. his butt is not very bubblicious. I oh. think we can rule the Raiders out already. So maybe Which they're... is unfortunate because I was ready to do Zach Wilson's here to replace Derek Carr. Maybe they're there oh. to look at the offensive lineman for his pro day. Oh, I bet they have bubble butts. Or, yeah. I mean, are there just offensive linemen and, you know, besides DBs, offensive linemen would help? Well, he's not going to be looking at the DBs because they don't need any of those. No, they're good to go. They got the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> Joker. Kenyon Drake playing. Uh, Do you think Zach Wilson can play safety? Maybe we'll, like, all uh, right, so, well, maybe. They're going to trade up. Didn't somebody try to make Zach Wilson a safety when he was coming out of high school? They're going to trade up to draft Zach Wilson and then change his position to safety. Yes. They're going to pull a Trey Lance on him and saying, we don't think you're a quarterback. We're going to play at another position. <laughs> Zach, you're now our you're now our free safety. And in the Gus Bradley defense, you're just going to run around and roam around. That's right. You're our no, rover. That's right. Oh, I think that's supposed to be Jonathan Abram. They're uh, building a whole ah. defense just for Jonathan Abram. It's tough. After, by the way, after talking to Doug Farrar, I'm convinced that John Gruden's whole, his entire plan on his defensive coordinator was to find somebody that could make Jonathan Abram not terrible. <laughs> oh, good lord. That was all that mattered. Nothing else mattered. It's just, hey, who's going to make Jonathan Abram not terrible? The new defensive scheme is literally, Jonathan, you don't have to cover anyone. Just no, nope, do not. Just wherever you think the ball's going, run fast. And if you hit the wrong person, that's okay. Just as long as you're not responsible for Travis Kelsey in the end zone in the final minute, you'll survive. It was sort of weird when he was discussing the Gus Bradley system. And I'm like, okay, so what I got out of this is you really need to rush the passers. You need to have a good secondary. And nothing happens with the linebackers. So it might be that Corey Littleton's about to have his best year ever. <laughs> Littleton's the defensive joker. 